Bhakti. Amrita. Does Bollywood have a political agenda? No, it does not. You're only saying this. I think because tumhare paas brains hai, you know? <laughs> You're overthinking. I'm sure I am. And we are constantly told to leave the brains behind when we are going to watch a masala film. And, you know, it seems that my brains kind of come along with me to the films. Okay. But, you know, let's go back to the question. <laughs> are, aren't you looking at some kind of political agenda in Bollywood in nation building? Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, I know. I think we are in a, have a tough question here, a question that people really, really resist, right? And we're both coming at it as people who do cultural criticism, right? Like we are critiquing popular culture, critiquing film, critiquing literature. So it's always like, oh, you know, you're overthinking, you know, this is just pleasure. This is just entertainment. You know, the truth is my brains do come with me wherever I go. So it's unfortunate. I can't seem to, in fact, they're working overtime. Right, uh, in right. in the movies and when it comes to bollywood i think let's get real right um <laughs> you know what is taking selfies with our prime minister our dear prime minister is that political is having like plots about you know pakistan and spies and kashmir is that political or you know that film that won a ton of awards where alia bhat says um you know, this kind of stuff. Is that political or is it mindless entertainment, right? Right. I mean, also, you know, when you started saying that we are cultural critics and both of us work on this topic a lot and we are critiquing cultural industries or cultures, I mean, immediately there is this kind of resistance that why are you critiquing entertainment? Why are you critiquing the films, right? And we want to also unpack what, critiquing this means we are not just sitting here to poke holes and find flaws that's not what we're doing mm -hmm. I mean we are trying to make sure to understand the gaze and what the messages are what the kinds of sort of discourses that are put out there that alienates certain people mm. gives a certain kind of, of representation of another country our neighboring country or about gender about certain kinds of minority communities so there's mm -hmm. there's a lot to say about certain gazes that films bring to us and you know it's the largest yeah. film industry in the world we are talking about i mean it is absolutely the largest film industry in the world and by that i do not simply mean that they make like a crazy amount of films but it's also viewership you know it is absolutely. in billions it's like 1.5 billion or something like that, not only in India, but all over the Middle East. A lot of African countries watch it, all the diaspora in Europe and North America. So we have to take it seriously. And, and the truth is, you know, and the, and the technical word for it is sort of soft power, right? The way yeah. in which certain political messaging uh, happens, but it's done in a soft way. And that's usually through entertainment, you know, like through ad jingles or TV shows and of right. course cinema. And I think the, 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 the idea, you know, part of the soft power message in a way, a one that one has successfully 
consumed and ingested over time is that it's not political. That in itself right. is some kind of terrible, you know, mindless, that it's a mindless entertainment, that it's just for fun, that it's just for pleasure. So I think that's the first issue we have mm. when we start talking about these things, right? Absolutely. And, you know, when you're saying this kind of soft power in the messaging, it also, it gets normalized when you're saying, you know, I agree with you that it becomes the truth for us. Mm -hmm. And the truth then creates certain realities that have real problems on grassroots levels on the streets or, or what's Absolutely. happening around us. Absolutely. And that is the problem that we are trying to critique and yeah. pose the question about how does this political agenda play out in the real world around Absolutely. us? And not to be like super crazy dramatic, but let's admit it. This is a life and death issue. How Absolutely. you how you portray race like you know color or yeah. blackness or how you portray muslims or how you portray caste politics you know when they say oh a film was censored and it's been banned from a thing or there was a riot and pe certain people were attacked you know we have to understand like at the core of it there is a very a, for a lot of people film and entertainment are actually social scripts you know, Absolutely. from which you learn about the world, from which you learn about people who are different from you, from which about you see romance, the world. About exactly. love, about marriage industry, about how to dress and cosmetics. How to travel. Absolutely. And how so to much. dance. <laughs> oh, goodness. You know, Bollywood dance is a thing that right now around me everywhere, and you know, dance schools in every place. Totally. <laughs> so, but you, what you're saying, you know, this is also a certain kind of uh, danger in understanding this simply entertainment and let's not overthink it. And, you know, you mentioned the particular line, um, you know, Vatan Kyage could be nahi kind of um, positing the nation. And, and I was thinking around me, and I'm speaking from the United States right now, where Gadar, mm -hmm. which is a partition film, the first part, Gadar part one wow. was hugely famous. Have you watched the first part? No, I haven't. Tell me. You know, the first part was, it came out in the 90s, and it was pretty nationalistic understatement. And it was about, you know, a time in the partition about cross-border romance and I don't want to give it away so for viewers who want to watch part one and then part two but part two comes up right now following mm. the same story of the protagonist Dara Singh and with romance with a Pakistani with a Muslim woman and you know I, I, I didn't watch the film but I've been looking at the success and the kind of mm -hmm. um, accolades it's getting. And there are these lines that are so problematic about, you know, agar ke logo ko, which is Pakistan, dobara mauka mile, Hindustan basane ka, aadhe se zyada Pakistan khali ho jaga. Kind of, and I don't want to finish off oh, that line. Awful. So, you know, th there is this certain kind of gesturing that goes on that others mm -hmm. a lot of people watching yeah and it's not just in india and as you said billions of people are watching it and mm -hmm. case in point are the recent western accolades and rewards awards going on mm -hmm. with the oscars and you know so many others have been given yeah. to rrr let's talk about these kinds of really important blockbusters that then suddenly get the limelight. They transcend these kind yes. of world, world boundaries. No, that's awful. I did not know that they are um, claiming partition to be this 
<laughs> horribly partisan sort of strange, uh, you know, messed up um, narrative right here. But also, you know, I was thinking of the recent blockbusters, like, um, you know, one of the things actually that I've been thinking is, you know, compared to say, when I was a kid, and now, has Bollywood become more political than it used to be in in the current ways in which it's doing things? Because I still remember a kind of very nationalist and patriotic industry, but mm. also a kind of gesture towards secularism. You know, I remember films like Amar Akbar Anthony, mm. you know, which were gesturing uh, towards unity, you know. Right. And these were the kind of messages we had in school. They just seem now so partisan, so communal, you know. Mm. And uh, there was a great article actually by the journalist uh, Rana Ayub about weaponizing Bollywood, where the government is actually imbricated they are kind of part of generating certain sort of cinema and funding certain directors and stuff like that so it's really it seems to have gone far and i think the two films that were recently so much in the news and were getting those accolades is i'm thinking about rrr yeah. which they which they call that the pan india I film because it's not technically bollywood it right. originates in the south Telugu, yeah yeah, exactly. And then, and then it, but, but, you know, it's, it's gone on to have these pan India themes. Messaging, so, yeah. Yeah. Very different messaging. And then I was thinking also of Patan, which was this yeah. insane phenomena aligning with all the stuff that happened with Shah Rukh Khan and his son and Kashmir. all the terrible stuff. <laughs> and then, yes. So the one film Patan seemed to be very much about like geopolitics. It's like right. India has an imperial power. It aligns with Russia and Israel and uh, Dubai and US or whatever places they let's <laughs> not forget Africa it starts with yeah. Africa <laughs> yeah exactly it's ridiculous um, and then RRR seems to be doing a very religious Hindu uh, politics because the one character uh, incarnates as the god Ram himself and the other character uh, is Bhim you know right, so right. you know this is like straight out of and it's it's sort of the idea being that violence is the answer, you know, right, right. the idea being that to Hinduism protect, needs yeah. to be militant, violent. So I think like, I don't know, do you think that Bollywood has become more, more political or more particular in how it spreads its politics? I don't know if it has become more. I mean, of course, we are seeing a certain kind of trend um, happening. But, you know, if I'm thinking of post independence kind of film industry, you know, there have been always. Have you watched the recent documentary Romantics? Of course, albeit it is about yeah, a certain kind of film family. But you know, they're also this kind of. They actually say it out loud that uh, films mm -hmm. are used for nation building, and they're using Nehru's quotes about film for um, films to be cinema, Indian cinema to be used for a certain kind of national imagination. And that that I thought was very interesting. That there's this kind of admitting to that, yeah. right? So I, I do think that. In Hindi cinema and Bollywood after uh, 90s that it was coined, it always has had that kind of pulse about what is going on in the nation and to create a certain kind of national imaginary. Mm -hmm. And on the other side, as you were mentioning, there there has been a secular uh, trend in cinema. Amarak mm -hmm. uh, Anthony, I'm thinking about social realistic films of the 50s yeah. and the 60s. So, there, you know, we should also understand Hindi cinema not as this monolith. I mean, Bollywood is only one sure. part of a big, huge Indian uh, 
film industry. industry. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, you know, it has always been complicit in the kinds of films that have come about. Every juncture of India-Pakistan politics or wars happening, there has been a mm-hmm. border or a mission Kashmir or, yeah. you know. So these things do come up at interesting times. And what is sure. the film about um, How's the Josh? Th- those kinds of war films have always... The spy universe is all... That's it's true. All that, that's the kind of fantasy of this endless violence and, uh, you know, war and spies. But and what's, happening with, what's happening with the spy universe? All I see these days is, you know, all kinds of spy films where, you know, know. the protecting the nation narrative is behind that trajectory. Yeah, I don't Have know you, because, no, I've seen the spy universe films, but I also saw like Mission Majnu and stuff, which, you know, the depictions of Pakistani people. I mean, it's just like this invention you know it's an indian <laughs> it's an indian invention i remember having a conversation with a pakistani friend who says that pakistanis for example love these films and they act, of course accept that they are uh, misrepresented but she says what's comical to her is is the language or what they <laughs> imagine is what the person from pakistan looks it, like and she says there are some or strange like yeah, there are strange terms like uh, janab and stuff like that. She's like, I don't know, as a Pakistani, <laughs> we don't use this word or something, you know. So I thought that's that's funny that they are not attempting also to get it uh, right. But, you know, Hussein Hedri is joining us today. Right. And uh, he's a Bollywood And he's an insider. He's an yeah. insider to Bollywood in a way, right? Yeah, exactly. He writes lyrics, he writes scripts, and he's also controversial, I guess. So right. there's a whole kind of thing he might be able to tell us. And I want to unpack with him what he thinks about the political agenda in the Bollywood yeah. culture industry right now. And and the shift, if there, if there is a shift, is it just me, now I know more? Or right. is, has something changed? You know, I, I really am very keen on having this answer. Okay, he's here. So Let's welcome, welcome Hussein. Hussein. <laughs> hi, Hussein. Welcome to an episode of Extra Salty. Hi, yeah, hi, hi, Bhakti. Hi, Amrita. Good to see you. <laughs> good to see you too. Yes. Yeah. How are you guys? <laughs> We're good. Good. Um, coming out from a very heated conversation. Very intense conversation <laughs> we've just been having. And so we're just going to jump right in and ask you the debate uh, question. Does Bollywood have a political agenda? <laughs> or right. we can or we can start start a little bit. We can we can step back a little bit. Actually, we'll, let we'll catch us him step. later. Yeah, which, let's which, step which, back. Uh, <laughs> can I step back? Okay. Say? I just want okay, to know okay. what how does it happen? Exactly. So we'll keep no moving. exit. There is no exit here, but I want to backtrack a little uh, bit. I want to ask you, and I have been curious about this. How does a nice management guy like you turn to slam poetry and now working in Bollywood? We are referring to your really nice, wonderful poetry, Hindustani Musliman. Tell us how it began, first of all. Also, management guys are nice, is it? Yeah, I I was about to say that. I didn't know that management Well, you are a nice management guy. I don't know. I don't know about I you haven't seen it in my management of that. So perhaps you would know. Cutthroat. Tell us. Tell us. Yeah. And then uh, so yeah, I mean uh, so I used to read a lot since I was a child. I mean, Bachpan se Pada. So and I think I had started reading poetry when I was in class twelfth and probably just like slightly after class twelfth. So I was reading a lot and I was also remembering a lot. 
and uh, i used to memorize a lot of poetry and memorize a lot of songs from books i i, I never listen to old songs and things like that so i mean that's how i probably got the understanding of language uh, the understanding of the rhythmical pattern of verse and and also the kind of phonetics uh, i mean that are involved in in the construct of a good sentence or a so called literary piece wow. and so and then i started writing as well i mean i think when i first came to bombay i saw i went to an open mic back in 2009 end of 2009 mm-hmm. and i was like listen i mean i heard a couple of poets and i thought yeah even i can do this like i have read enough to <laughs> i mean these are just random people who are reciting their own poems and how bad and how embarrassed would i be if a bunch of strangers listen to a rather amateurish callow poem of mine but thankfully i mean i read out a poem and then i made friends and they said ki yaar acha likhte ho aur likha karo aur likha karo and that got me addicted every month there used to be an open mic and for every month to uh, write at least three or four new poems and then select one of them and perform yeah so uh, yeah that is what got me into mm-hmm. poetry writing and yeah. then i went to do i am indore like i went to do uh, oh. my management course i was a chartered accountant and working with austin young when i got all these poetry performing venues in 2009 then from 11 to 13 i went to i am indore and then from 13 to end of 15 which is almost early 16 i was working as a chief manager finance and head of finance you in, were also in doing a lot and, of photography uh, i remember during those yes days. yes, yes. <laughs> i mean not exactly photography but i i, I did have a interest in mane kahin bhi kuch bhi kheech lena photo agar kuch interesting lage to i mean it's it's anything that i could find interesting so yeah i mean that's how i and then in 2016 i moved in i left my job and then i came to bombay i had no idea what writing is i had no idea how to get write songs and uh, but i knew that because i kn- knew the language and i knew that because i knew poetry something or the other is going to turn up sooner or later matlab allah karam se turned out to be sooner than later so <laughs> that's, that, that, that's what happened i mean that's how i landed over here with a that's lot of it's quite a magical journey by from. the way I know that it actually worked. I went up the finance job and all that's awesome. But tell me, uh, Hussain, when you performed Hindustani Musliman, I think there was some sort of a controversy, right? What happened? Already the title is like a little bit like Loaded. provocative. Yeah. There was not I mean there was no controversy as such. I mean mm-hmm. I think I I got a lot of appreciation. I mean I got mm-hmm. a lot of appreciation from so many people and including the media and it was taken in a very strong political context i think what happened was it was probably the reverse of a controversy i mean us time kya hua tha ki there was this i think it was amroha uh, i don't remember but i think it was an amroha where a certain speech was made by the mm. a very important minister about shamshan and kabristan mm. this poem came out Mm-hmm. and it was sort of a contrary to that uh, extremely communally polarizing speech so i think uh, it had quite the reverse effect of that kind of uh, communal polarization i think and and i mean i got a lot of appreciation and even i didn't understand why people are appreciating it so much i mean later i somehow mathematically fit into some kind of idea <laughs> ki, okay this is why people liked it so yeah. i mean i didn't know but your no, poem I mean, had gone viral before this particular episode or did it go viral after 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 it released after oh, such okay. a this oh, yeah okay. and uh, i mean 
it was a very small channel that released it and i was expecting like 5000 views and i was like okay yeah great i mean matlab inka loss nahi hua i know inke channel ka 5000 view ho gaya matlab bahut hai matlab aur kya chahiye bhagwan se milenge so mujhe laga ki 5000 bhi ho gaye ab theek hai but then it kept climbing and climbing and i'm seeing that all my friends are sharing it and i have no idea like why are they sharing it it's like just a poem 3 minute poem and it's, it's okay matlab theek hai it is great poem yeah but so i mean it's nothing in it has been i mean there's nothing that i've said in that poem that has not been said before mm-hmm. it's just that itna communal mahol tha ki basic baat bolna bhi matlab exactly radical lagta hai matlab it's so basic still it sounds very Yeah. yeah but but the timing is everything in such in when yeah, you perform yeah. such things you know if the but, climate is bad yeah. that's mm. you know, if the climate is not receptive or rather like overly scrutinizing mm. yeah. that's when also the performativity was really wonderful i mean it was timely as content but mm. i think the performativity added to it right the way you ha. kind of had a slam poetry event going on many places ha. later on ha. Ha. वो एक नया फॉर्मेट था मेरे ख्याल से मतलब एंड आल्सो एक एक देयर इज सर्टेन केडेंस इन व्हिच वन रिसाइड्स पोएम्स यस राइट आई गेस एंड उसमें इतना था नहीं मतलब आई थिंक इंडिया में दिस होल पोएट्री सीन वाज नॉट एग्जैक्टली इट हैडंट रियली बिगन स्पेशली नॉट इन द वीडियो फॉर्मेट सो आई थिंक इट केम आउट एज अ न्यू फॉर्म ऑफ कंटेंट आई मीन इफ आई कुड कॉल इट दैट बट या या सो मेबी कैन वी गो बैक टू गोइंग टू द जाकुलर नाउ सो So the question that we began this episode and Bhakti and I have been talking uh, about this. So Bollywood today have the uh, films become really political and there's so many references we know about Pakistan about Kashmir um minority characters this kind of spy universe films that Bhakti and I were, we were speaking about. Yeah. Tell us what's going on what's your yeah. take on it you know we were discussing RRR and Pathan how do you see the recent content of bollywood has it always been this kind of intensely mm-hmm. political in a way that talks about things in this kind of fictive universe with the uh, male protagonist the the nation's protector or do you see a large yeah. shift happening i mean does it have a political agenda i mean first of all i mean bollywood is not a monolith in the hindi film industry especially sure. one that is situated in yes. bombay that is where i work sure. so that is the context in which i would speak and uh, so and and even that is not a monolith i mean even when yes. i specific make it so specific it's not a monolith because there are many many people uh, working in different uh, factions many groups uh, different companies different like production houses studios and 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 different uh, cliques so to say and at different points of time in their careers do they have a, an agenda i think some of them do some of them definitely do mm-hmm. i think all art has some kind of agenda or even even if they are just making content i mean it has some agenda the writer has thought of something sure. the director has thought Absolutely. of some kind of agenda but when it comes to political agenda and especially the kind of political agenda that uh, certain films that end up being promoted by the state as well and end up being mm-hmm. mentioned by the state actors as well and can some and and like one or two of them have even had direct correlation there are articles where where the films are directly correlated with the violence in certain cities like for example yeah exactly mm. then yeah then then it is i think then it is abundantly clear as daylight that, that these such films are political agenda that is the first part i think of, of your question i think the second part is has there been a rise in films where muslim characters are portrayed in a certain way mm-hmm. largely in negative light i suppose uh, yeah. or in 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 a, 
or in a in a way which is which which has some kind of a some some kind of an alignment with the demonization of muslims uh, yes mm. uh, i mean it, it it may be a feeble alignment it may be a median alignment or it may be a strong mm-hmm. alignment right yeah. and and so i mean does it have an so yeah i mean that has happened that has happened yeah. Uh, yeah. there are definitely more number of films and what is surprising is that uh, a lot of those films i mean it's a mixed bag of people who are making those films right it's it's um, it's it's not just the hindutva aligned people who are making those films it's it's the yeah. so called progressive people also the or at least people who can mm-hmm. will probably call themselves uh, a political so to say so it's coming out that kind of uh, alignment is being represented uh, in films where pakistan comes in in films where nationalism and war comes in uh, or yeah. Uh, hmm. yeah so or but you know so, Hussain, mean, yeah, yeah. Huh. actually can i can i just follow sure. up very quickly huh. on that yeah. i think one of the things amrita and were talking about before you joined us was like was it always like this or yeah. has something altered right and you kind of answered that question but i remember being a child when you watch those amar akbar anthony type messaging right hum mm-hmm. sab bhai hai whatever we are all united united india yes patriotic but not uh, offensive maybe in some way but now it feels um you know particularly the controversies around pathan or the spy universe generally who they're obsessed with kashmir and yeah. they're obsessed with isi agents <laughs> in pakistan and it's just like i know it 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 can seem funny to people or it's just fantasy but they are really they have really gone far it feels now you know and a yeah, certain glamorized yeah, I mean, like, protection I think, of yeah i think i i think we had spoken this on a previous session also and i do not consider pathan as a vile uh, violent uh, poisonous kind of propaganda sure. i don't mm-hmm. consider that at all as that is it a flawless film with zero problematic politics no it is not mm-hmm. but uh, does it have certain subversive elements does it have certain counter propaganda anti establishment themes especially the extremely communal is it countering certain extremely communal biases and anti muslim sentiments of the society and propagated though that those propagated by the state yes it does so mm-hmm. is it perfect no is it even maybe excellent perhaps no but is it doing some things right it is mm-hmm. what bothers me more is, is perhaps a film that was a song of which was uh, ended up winning the oscar uh, from india yeah uh, because that film has a very clear hindu absolutely rrr yeah uh, a very clear the, the film that i was referring to that film has yeah so that film has a very clear poetic sort of propaganda absolutely and the more the film progresses you realize where it's what are, what are the kind of things it's saying and yeah. it, it it it's it's a very dramatically it's a very well made film uh, it's an uh, it's a large scale film it, it, with high drama high emotion huge amount of investment in the characters and 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 in the end it almost gets poetic in its propaganda so I know. did you did you find the song the imagery and in the song so i mean i think those Well wait a second did you find the song poetic Sorry? or uh, good or garnering that kind of attention What not to not to Yeah I just want to put it out there I mean you're talking about the poetics and the songs and did you I mean see Bollywood songs I'm a diehard I mean, fan I did not think this kind of captured the musical 
history or I think with due respect to the that. composer uh, with due respect to the composer and and the person who has won it for and the entire team for making the song I mean it's definitely a big achievement that's that's something that cannot be taken away from them and it does need appreciation having said that I mean if one looks at the overall context for what film that particular piece of art has been placed in then 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 perhaps uh, I mean there's a slight reservation of uh, <laughs> I, I slight mean. wow you should have been a diplomat this is very well well framed you're right you know I think we can enjoy it but there's some reservation yeah in expressing it as like pure <laughs> there, there, there will always there will always be and 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 even Prince Sabas composed many lovely songs so sure exactly I mean, for sure, sure and for many yeah. so yes but Hussein um, but it's it's not a feeling it's not a feeling that we have only for this song i mean even if we ask about jai we may have the same song feeling oh my gosh we may uh, have slight reservation but the slight sure. reservation was a different reason altogether yeah yeah i so, mean that is another film to talk about yes. slum dog millionaire right yes. or mean, not but, yeah. Yeah. Or, or not it's true old news but yeah. i have i hussein yeah. i have to push back on this idea i mm. sense a sharukh khan mm. fan who is not willing mm. to critique uh, pathan which is okay i think the fi- film was no 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 if i were if i were if i were unwilling to critique pathan i would have not said that is it flawless is it is it good is does it not have any many critiques it does Yeah, I am not yeah, saying yeah. it. It is. It is. It is yeah. devoid of any critique. There is a lot of critique that is possible. Yes. In fact, even if you shut down your political social agenda, it's a not a very logical, like yeah. very logical, scientifically logical film. Yeah. I mean, yeah. oh my <laughs> god, it's not all the socio-cultural context, right? Yeah. So yeah. It's, yeah. It, that that film is definitely there's a, there's a list of critique that can be done, but yeah. to compare it with RRR is unfair. to compare it mm. with a list of multiple yeah. films which demonize muslims with which propagate the anti muslim sentiment yeah. is a bit unfair is, is what i'm trying to say I it's, it's a what... too large a sweeping statement i mean agreed uh, agreed agreed yeah. i but... think pathan as i uh, amrita and i were discussing uh, before and i'm mm. not going to repeat the whole thing i think pathan mm. is aiming for a nationalism that is like uh, universal global yeah, yeah. it's like you know we are like world agents you know we are aligned with all these other countries um and the, the islam is just like like a little like just a trope you know just a ploy to uh, engage mm. with this intense and because in, in yeah, kashmir in, is a back story that we have yeah, to kind of that it starts accept. with kashmir is yeah. a problem yeah. but i think the rrr i agree is more toxic it's more pernicious uh, it's definitely espousing a violent hindu ideology we were just saying one character becomes ram and the other mm. is bhim yeah. what are we i think the message is pretty clear you know <laughs> totally yeah, but I mean, you know we, uh, we were talking also about the negative mm. representation or the demonizing of certain muslim characters within uh, dominant bollywood cinema right and there seems to be this contradiction right there in an industry that is dominated by muslims How yeah. can we account for that? I mean, that that kind of contradictory space that we are in constantly. So two things. First of all, is it dominated by Muslims? Uh, I, I would know. ask that question. Uh, <laughs> Just yeah. some big stars. Because, uh, all the big so stars. So in case you do want to know, no, no, no. You, you. I mean, if you want to look at the big stars, then you should perhaps look at the credit credits that come in the films of the big stars. then you should perhaps look at the name and the surnames of all the hods and the important positions that work in all the credits in the films mm. of those big stars mm-hmm. and make an analysis and make an analysis of the last any 25 films of your choice in the last 30 years i will not even tell you which 25 take it by your choice 
and do an uh, do a name and surname analysis yeah. and then you will know who dominates uh, the film industry Hmm. So you can you can make an excel sheet of 25 films that you want to make and let's see wow. what what comes out. So it's it's is it dominated by muslims? That I'm not sure if the choice of words is correct over there. Okay. It has a it has a decent and a perhaps a significant presence of muslims. That is correct. Mm-hmm. It it perhaps has a, a a slightly higher presence of muslims uh vis-a-vis perhaps say the top positions of corporate world in India. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yes that would perhaps i mean be a better statement uh, does it is it dominated i won't say so i i, I don't think it is yeah. dominated yes some of the dominant figures i mean right now if you look at the current context like that is there to pehli cheez ye ki dominant person dusra ye ki i think what happens is that are there people who end up working in films which are which have certain anti-Muslim propaganda or any sly insinuations uh, with respect to the Muslim community or Islam in general. Uh, yes, there are Muslims who end up working in them. Mm-hmm. Why does that end up happening is, I mean, I think it's largely because there are a lot of reasons. I yeah. think one is, one is probably agreement some of it is agreement ki okay yeah, mm. it's okay this is being done mm. second is bombay is an extremely expensive city and you need work because you need to pay rent <laughs> sure and, yeah i mean you're laughing but there are people who have I, i know people i have spoken to people that what the hell were you doing in that film right of course and wow mm. i met somebody and i was asking him do you not feel like you have blood in your hands and i was like he was like yeah, i have two children and both of them go to wow. school what should i do and this is my oh, job that's terrible this is the okay. only studio i work in that's sad. and that then sucks. however however that's 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 uh, i i mean also i mean my larger i mean argument in this regard is that uh, suppose there's a classroom and uh, one teacher is calling like he he's the teacher has hand picked five students mm-hmm. and out of 30 students and the teacher says that you five are terrorists Mm-hmm. then one child will be angry at being called a terrorist the other child may be sad on being called a terrorist the third child may be quiet the fourth child may be like okay we are a little bad and the fifth child may be like yeah we are terrorists you are right mm-hmm. so the question is not how the five children are reacting on being called a terrorist the question is why is the teacher calling them a terrorist in the first place yeah 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 so, i think like uh, yeah i think some kind of misphrasing maybe you're you're totally right it's probably not dominated by Muslim. and also the visibility that comes to us is that you know there are these big no com- i think i think what we're trying to get at uh, amrita probably or what we always wonder is that there yeah. seem to be some very powerful people but Actors. i've also learned over time that they have a hard time declaring they have to constantly show alignment and keep their yeah. status and you know what yeah. happened with sharukh khan and his son was so heartbreaking and you know that whole thing was also like kind of i know i i know somebody is looking at this interview how harshly i would be judged <laughs> all of so, us <laughs> you you can imagine no. how uh, i mean and you special alignment why that alignment arises mm-hmm. and also uh, there's there's also certain thing mane uh, like in the previous eras there were writers who were muslims there were directors who were muslims Mm-hmm. at present there are not as many muslim writers who have that mm-hmm. kind of command over getting the scripts pushed mm-hmm. yeah in the last decade at least i cannot remember of any 
and so uh, even in directors yeah it, it so i know uh, what happens is that generally it's the, every film is a brainchild of the architect of every film is a writer the engineer so to say is the director mm-hmm. i mean if it's a house i mean that, that's perhaps the analogy mm. so if the architects and the engineers i mean if i'm only supposed to fit toilets in a house i mean how aesthetically problem free yeah. i can make it yeah yeah that that's i mean if the scope is well. just that i mean or if i'm just managing the accounts of the house being constructed then i mean what am i going to mm. do i think we're also looking at two specific things here that i'm really interested in one is you know the idea of who the critique falls on as you said that you know um yeah people people watching who who the acts will however be. that i mean that is uh, i mean it is a concern and it is worry and it is also sometimes shameful and it is also embarrassing hmm that there are yeah. a lot of muslims who are working yeah. but i mean yeah. i mean like i said i mean i gave that classroom analogy i mean that, that that's yeah. how i eventually end up looking at <laughs> yeah i think in the end we are like the social justice warrior or something in us is like why can't these big stars do better do more they have the power to right. to sh- shift something but many times i've talked to about this with friends who say no actually that they are in a strapped situation themselves we just don't realize like mm-hmm. for them to keep their status quo uh you know they have to kind of uh, play along more than one things so you know perhaps there's that but yeah i wish i wish they would do more or something i don't know but there are also yeah, again, I mean, it's, it's just a child it's just a child in the classroom who's quiet yes yeah, yeah. He, he's the child but, who gets the best number of marks and who gets the toffee i mean who gets the he knows how to get those every... marks <laughs> yeah and that guy is like wait i mean i am supposed to come here and study here and get all the marks and i'm the best of the lot in the entire 30 right why should i say anything at all right but you know i mean i could you have been a part of the non dominant kind of hindi films in bollywood also and there are so many different kinds of pushing the envelope subversive films these are smaller and these are cool films so they are also not getting enough attention they're kind of True. getting buried under the larger dominant stuff out there so would you say that things are actually changing out there there's actually a lot of things that don't get a certain kind of visibility yeah i mean that has been the case uh, <laughs> since many decades i mean any kind of uh, offbeat slash independent slash subversive cinema has not seen much space and, no but and we I have streaming streaming platforms now maybe yes, it is uh, getting what happens space. yes I so know. i mean with with the shift in distribution mediums like first it was single screen theaters and then it was multiplexes and then it then came the streaming platforms i mean in all the uh, platforms it is initially said that the small independent cinema is going to make it big over here and 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 they're going to get get an equal footing on in, in many regards that is true that is that it does give them a fair ground to play mm. however uh, as as and when we have seen them progress we have seen the big business the big production houses and the big studios always dominating and 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 the big actors as well hmm. also yeah. dominating these spaces the multiplexes have ended up getting dominated by the big producers and the big actors and similarly even in the streaming platforms i mean you can open the 12 13 streaming platforms that you have in your own te- television and yeah. you can see which ones they are advertising hmm. you can see which ones they are marketing the most it's the hmm. ones with the biggest stars it's the ones yeah. with the biggest production houses so who do you think uh, you, what do you think is changing And but how you know, do you think it has changed we we do, i mean ha- having the- said that having said that having said that yes <laughs> it it does it does provide space it does provide space but i mean the marketing uh, machineries 
yeah yes it they, they, it will not generate that kind of numbers the way i mean the big stars yeah. and and, mm. and the marketing push in them would generate and yeah. and and, and otis are pretty much aware of that i mean it's it's a bonus mm. for them if like a 5 crore 7 crore film ends up generating like 20 30 40 million numbers i don't know i mean what do their metrics are yeah. generally right right i mean if it generates end up uh, ends up generating even five times their expected target i think they'll mm. just be like okay because that five times will be perhaps only 10% or 20% of the large film that they are aiming to really yeah. push and get numbers from okay well we're go- running out of running out of time so yeah. i want to like stop us talking from everything that's like wrong and <laughs> i i want to get be like happy and positive and end on a happy note so i know that all yeah. three of us are fans of some of these smaller films so yeah. usen you are our honored guest today so will you give us a few titles that in recent years that you feel are just stunning and independent and we should immediately watch them instead of going to rocky or rani or adi purush or whatever <laughs> i think i really liked it's it's slightly old now i think fandry it's i really okay. liked fandry what's Nagra that about Nimble. yeah fandry fandry is about uh, a child uh, whose father is a pick catcher and he's also supposed to become a pick catcher Ooh. Nagraj Puputrao Manjule has directed it written and directed it mm. it's it's i think it's his second film after pistolia and mm. uh, it's it's about and how he's trying to study and how he has a s- certain romantic interest he's as he, that young guy 13 14 year old guy has a crush on a girl but he's lower caste he's pick catcher's son and and what are the difficulties it's extremely poetic and it's very wow. then there's a short film again by Nagraj Manjule that i really like uh, then there's uh, <laughs> pau sacha nibandh it's about a child who has to write an essay on the rain then there is a film kayo kayo color that i recently saw i think one will only be seeing that in film festival yeah it's it's a gujarati film black and white mm-hmm. film and it just shows an ordinary day in a in the in the life of a muslim family mm-hmm. nothing happens it's just an ordinary day and hmm. and the people are ordinary. literally nothing happens and hey. and i think the fun the funny part is i mean how people are constantly expecting while watching the film that something has to happen Somebody has to save the nation. Yeah, no, or somebody has to die, or somebody has to get angry. My God, but, uh, sounds very arty. It is arty, but it is very uh, well. I mean, I like the pace of it. I also like the cinematography of it. I like mm. the uh, artistic choice of making it into black and white. Wow, it's it's very aesthetically uh, pleasing to look at. I, at least to me, it was. And a lot of things were very because even my mother tongue is Gujarati. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I see. So I, I probably, yeah, I also probably ended up liking it a lot because, yeah, because because Post a lot of things that was said in the film is is yeah. is are, are the exact sentences that I, I have heard in my childhood or I I have heard in my adolescence. So I like yeah. the other Gujarati film too, the one the cello last film show. It was very beautiful. Oh, I have not seen that. I haven't yeah, seen yeah, it actually, either. Yeah, yeah, it's very good, and I and I have an old one that yeah. I love too, which was the Great Indian Kitchen. Oh, I, I love that answer. one. Oh my gosh, oh, that yes, was yes, absolutely yes. haunting. Oh my god! Yes, and you know, yeah. I watched it on the airplane, thinking, okay, chalo, I'm going to watch something fun about cooking, it's a cooking you know, show, like a cooking <laughs> show. And then it turned out to be so subversive and so intense, and I was really just intense, like, yeah. it really snapped you. Yeah. yeah. completely and yeah. like I, i i think i remember watching great indian kitchen and i was like this story was there like it was it was in everyone's yeah. home happening every day totally. and nobody saw absolutely it. it's yeah. so 
and yeah. it invites you in as if it's a very simple kind of a cooking show right i mean that i yeah. fell for it too exactly yeah. like that all right yeah. we thank have you Hussain. we have kind of thank come to so the much, end Bhakti. of this uh, episode thank you so much for yeah. joining us thank Hussain. you amrita yeah yeah thank you so much thank you to both of you and and yeah. inshallah uh, if and when i'm in us i would probably see you let's inshallah we hope so too we'll be back on the wire next week with another question another exciting guest and more conversation